What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoking the GM podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my excellent co-hosts. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He was an all-swag second baseman. He's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got our NFL draft enthusiast. You can catch all his work on NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. And you can catch him on the under. What is it? The Under Center Podcast. Uh, uh, under Center Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Had a problem saying that. My goodness. <laughs> it's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on? What's going on? So sorry. You guys are wearing the hats, man. I just had to throw a <laughs> shout out, man. Hey, man. Hey, the White Sox, uh, what are they called? The City Connect uniforms mm-hmm. yeah, debuted uh, this past weekend, actually on, on my on my birthday, so I felt special about that. And, uh, yeah, I had, I had to pick up the hat, man. But uh, they had awesome, awesome uniforms, man. They did a, did a hell of a job with, with that design, man. Those yeah, they, 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 they killed that, you know, as the, as the resident Yankee fan <laughs> on the crew – I definitely had to get this hat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and and, it, and the, I was itching to get the jersey, but I, I passed on the jersey. So yeah, I you might can, not get it in the future. You guys can't see us, but uh, Glenn missed the memo. And, uh, <laughs> <we don't, laughs> hopefully, once they come back, I think they're sold out. Once they oh, wow. once they, they they come back out, we got we got to get you one of these, man. Yes, no doubt. I, I got the jersey though. I got the jersey. Hey, let's see. He got the jersey. Oh, you got the jersey. I don't got the jersey. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just know overall it's way better than what they had on the north side. This look whack. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, it's is that, so is that official? So it's those real. That's the yeah, that's what, that's what I was asking. Are those is that the real uniform? I don't know, dude, but it looked bland as hell. Yeah, like, it, 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 it's it, not cool at all, man. There's no red in there. I'm like, what's what why you look like the Mariners? It just <laughs> yeah, <looked> all... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It so good luck, good, good luck, good luck with the North Siders uniforms, man. I, <laughs> I think I'm good on that. Hey, let's start. We got a we got a bunch of topics to hit uh, mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff going on in the sports world, but I think we'll start with the NBA playoffs. Ooh. We took a week off, and uh, we're going to have a new champion. Yes, sir. In the yeah. NBA, a new conference champion on both yeah. sides. Yeah. Um, starting to look like bubble boys but i had an issue with some of the <laughs> i had an issue with with uh with what some people were saying about uh lebron and his legacy taking a hit uh and his 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 career being on the downside i don't know if i i don't know if i necessarily agree with that well, that doesn't make any sense so i'll say this i don't i don't think his career is on a downside I think he's just getting old. I think he can't carry a team like that without an Anthony Davis, like he did with those cab teams and stuff like that. I think he's past that part of his career. I think. Well, I think I just, number one, those Cavs teams played in a very weak Eastern Conference. And so, you know, I think yeah. that, that, that helped out a little bit. Um, yeah. But he, I mean, he he was hurt, man. He I mean, hurt. there you and, go. And, and, That's the thing. He was he hurt. Was hurt. He was not. Hasn't been healthy since and, he got and, hurt. And yeah. that could be. That could possibly more so be the case. Yeah. I, I was. I wasn't necessarily looking for him to go crazy, especially when they lost AD. But I, I've seen that look in LeBron's face when it's like, oh shit, 
he's about to have one of those games. Yeah. <laughs> and that game five, I'm like, I looked at him and I said, LeBron is trying to have that face right now. This is not that LeBron he face. He he's, tr- he's trying to have that face. And he came out the gates. He was just going like he was like he was looking up, moving so fast. I'm like, he's playing out of control right now. He's like he's trying to show the world like I'm I put them on my shoulders. And then that went away quick. That went away <laughs> fast. And it was like, damn. I, I, I wasn't thinking about the injury. I was just thinking about, damn, I was more so kind of on the side side, like, damn, are we, is this what it's about to be with LeBron James? Like, are we about, like, this is a generational talent. Like, who's next? Like, that's, I know, I'll say who's next. I'll save that when we get to them teams, but (laughs) I know who's next. Well, I think, Uh, yeah, I think we know where, yeah. But, but I'm like, I'm like, damn. And I'm not a LeBron fan, but I, I'm a fan of the game. Like, so I'm like, no, this can't be, this can't be happening right well, now. LeBron, LeBron can't be showing us father time is starting up. I, like I, that, that was that was what was hard for me. I think LeBron still has a good four or five years left, right? Oh. Playing. You you don't think so? I think more like three. I think three. Okay. Let me let me ask you. Okay, let me ask what what he may. Okay, okay, he may he may not be the top player or in the top three in the league. Sure, but he's going to be a a a top ten, top fifteen player for the next top five 15, years. Top yeah. fifteen, yeah. Uh, like, five. like Mike. Mike. Everybody talks about how the downside of Mike in Washington. I'll he say was top, still a top fifteen player when he was playing for the Wizards. I have to think about that again. But uh, as far as LeBron. Uh, I think top 15 for the next three years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next five years. I don't know. And to your point, Brandon, a little bit of father time. Sure. But I think not so much in that he can't play or perform because he's older, but yeah. I think because he doesn't heal as quickly yeah. as he used to. And I think that's where the father time aspect mm-hmm. has caught up to him in terms of his ability to bounce back. And be and be you know as healthy as soon or have that rehabilitative aspect to his uh, his his persona his physique you know his whole you know everything yeah. that's been LeBron. Uh, here's a guy who's been purported to spend a million dollars every year on his body. You know, because mm-hmm. we're talking about a guy who's played for 18 years and he's still dunking a ball like you know he's like in his early 30s. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, we stopped seeing thirties. Well, we stopped twenties, maybe even late twenties, but we stopped seeing Mike dunk the ball like that before he went to Washington. You know, even with the yeah. last full of the Bulls, he wasn't dunking like that. LeBron's still dunking on people, you know, like you know, for real, for real. But we saw a lot less of that after the injury. I think that growing strain or hamstring, what I can't quite remember what his injury he was. Is high ankle. His high was ankle. a high ankle sprain. Yeah, high ankle, dude. Those things, particularly in a sport like basketball, where you need your lateral agility mm-hmm. um, and, and maneuverability uh, a lot more than maybe other sports, because it's constantly being challenged, whether you're in offense mm-hmm. or defense. Uh, and, and him being older, as you mentioned, I think just not being fully healed. Like if that injury happened in November or December, I think he'd have been all right. But that happened yeah. late. He came back. He tweaked it here and there. And when you mm-hmm. do that, you're just not the same. And AD 
you know, like, look, we talked about it before and last time when we did our, our last podcast and I was like, man, this, this playoffs out of all the playoffs I've seen in the last several years, and not just because of one team or one player, but various teams in both conferences, injuries are going to play a huge factor, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Paul. And we're talking about, you know, you look at Brooklyn again, three guys who've had injuries all year. Hard well, yeah, there well, was- one, one, one guy got hurt and uh, didn't look like they missed him at all tonight. Yeah, and and we're and we sleep that they're without three key rotational pieces. Green is out, as well as DeAndre Jordan too. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and we, wait, wait, I forgot he was on that team. <laughs> well, and you look at the Lakers. You know, AD being yeah. gone. Like I said, I, I, that's why when we asked, like, who do we thought was going to make it to yeah, the finals? It was, it was I didn't say. Dependent. Right. I said, the La- I said, I don't think the Lakers are going to go because I don't think they're going to be healthy long enough. Yeah. And, you know, sure enough, I, I wasn't sure they would lose in the first round, but I'm not shocked. And keep in mind, there's a reason why they dropped to the seventh seed. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, yeah. you know, they just kind of did like the Clippers and decided to go and fall back, you know. So so to your point with LeBron, yeah, I think the age thing is more so in terms of him being able to, to bounce back from injury and, and be as, as uh, you know, healthy as as he can be sooner than than we would uh uh sooner than we would expect you know well, but now yeah. it's just that that big a delay and uh going forward that's going to be the kind of issue for that laker team they need to get some infusion of youth in there because ad's injury prone lebron's getting mm-hmm. over and they didn't have another go-to person well the good thing about bowing out early is that he's going to get plenty of rest yeah before, he is uh yeah he yeah. is, but the 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 key is Anthony Davis. And see, and that's why I like I tell people when it came to the bubble, AD was the most beneficial. He was probably benefited the most from that bubble because of that layoff. Like AD has always been dinged up. Right. So I was expecting it this season mm-hmm. that he would get dinged up. Yeah, and he's always on the floor. Like, he's always falling. He can never stay up. He's always falling. So it's like you expecting it from him. So, like, with that four-and-a-half-month layoff last year to go into the bubble, that helped. It, it helped him a lot. So with this season, I feel like he had the time off, but he was injured during that time off. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like in the bubble he was good. And then got that rest for his body to get even better. Now right. you're all being hurt. <laughs> and then coming back to try to go right into the playoffs strong. Like that's too, that's too strenuous on him. Right. And and I'm and I'm mad that they let him play in that game. Mm-hmm. Like why, why? man, you can Durant. see it from Kevin Durant start. Kevin Durant you, last year. You can see you can see it from start. I mean, before last I mean, year. But if he saw it as the last hurrah, and he said, hey, I'm going to do I, – I, I think, you know, they used to call that courageous. Man, you know? look, he tried his look. best. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't do it, but he, but he tried. I, 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 I give him I, that, man. I think – and I'm not speaking for Brandon, but I, I, I'm echoing him, and what I'm saying is I look at the precautionary tale of Kevin Durant two mm-hmm. years ago. It's like, you know what? You one injury is going to lead to another that can lead mm-hmm. to a career ender, and this guy is your future because LeBron's yeah. not your future. AD is your future. That's my thing. Right. And, and and he has a noted history of injuries. <laughs> so hey, 
you know what, maybe second round, we'll see. But if you, you know, if you're all in the bag of chips, you get out of the first round. And other problem this year too, and we didn't, we haven't really talked about it much. And it's with, uh, it happened basically with hockey and with basketball is that they rushed it, you know, trying to get as many games as they can. There mm-hmm. were a lot less days in between to rest. And I yeah. think you saw a lot of players in the NBA be affected. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I know that personally from, uh, from just our work schedule, not to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You know, so, no, so, I, right. so I think those things are affecting. That's why I think this year, this, this playoffs, you're seeing injuries play such a, a pivotal part. I mean, we even Philadelphia, I mean, NB's playing with a slight tear in his meniscus, you know. So it's like, you know, how long is that going to hold up, you know, mm-hmm. and how well are they going to be if, if NB goes, Philadelphia doesn't have a shot. Yeah, yeah let's talk, let's talk about that, man. The Hawks, well, they're down. They're the down one Hawks came out and, and and with some with some force, man. Put a whooping on them. Philly right. was able to, to you know work themselves back into that game, but uh, Atlanta looked strong. Well, here's one. Here's the thing, you know. We, we let's let's put it together. We're talking about how this shortened season, but c- compacted season, a lot of games, and we're talking about injuries, how they're affecting teams. And look at some of the players being injured: Chris Paul, AD, LeBron, and B, a few others. Some of these players who've been in the league longer. Mm-hmm. older players you look at the atlanta hawks just like the guy's name on the back of his jersey they're young trey mm-hmm. young you know these guys the young guys can bounce back you look at the uh, you look at I mean, even though chris paul went down you look at the phoenix suns that's a young team man yeah that's, yeah. A, that's a bunch of young bucks you yeah. know what i'm saying and so I've, i'm seeing that i, I think we're going to see some of these young teams you know extend it and, and get there we're, we're going to see teams we're not used to seeing i don't even think the clippers are going to necessarily make it you know, even though you got Kawhi and, and what have you. No, I, I think they are. I think so. I don't think so, dude. I, I think, I, I think I, they're dangerous, man. I think I think I put it to you this way. If Doc Rivers was still a coach, they would have got swept in this first round. I think they I think they grew up. Really? I think they grew up. Grew up, they're already old, man. They, they, they may grew up, but Kawhi, but, Kawhi done been there. Paul yeah. George, George Paul, whatever his name, the guy with two first names, <laughs> he's been in the league for a long time. Yeah, uh, but, but it, but it, but it's it's after how last year ended. Who did for beat? this series to go how it went? Who did beat? They, they beat, beat one a, man team. They beat a they, one man team. They, they beat a one yeah, man beat, team. Uh, they beat a one man team. They did. They uh, did. And that, and that one man took top five player in the league. Yes, and that one man team. That's who I to, think is on to, his way to be that man. That one man team took him to seven games, and yeah. they didn't stop him. He still he yeah, he still, he still balled yeah. out. Yeah, and and that's yeah. true. And that's true. But, so you telling me that the, you think that Clipper team that could barely that had to go seven games with one man yeah, team is going to yeah. beat Utah or Denver I, or uh, I Phoenix? think I I definitely think they're going to beat well, Utah because not Donovan like Mitchell right Donovan now. Mitchell <laughs> see Luca is scary in many ways he creates for others Donovan Mitchell is not about to do that for his team. He's a he's a scorer. Try to score that ball. Like it's gonna be different. I I definitely think Utah is better than Dallas, but I think the matchup is is a little better for the Clippers. Can I see the Clippers losing? Yes, I can. But I can also see them winning this series in less than seven games too. I don't know. 
I mean, what's the one thing we saw uh, Kawhi do against uh, Dallas late? He kept taking that ball to the cup, slamming on people, taking it to the hole. The Stifle Tower is not going to allow that. Yeah. And they're going to have to hit their shots consistently wait, from outside. Wait, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas got some tree ass and trees. Uh, they're not as – trees, but it's a difference between having some redwoods and having some <laughs> <laughs> having some oaks out there. <laughs> there's some stiffs. I mean, you know. Uh, you know yeah. man, I get it, man. Listen, it, it's some when you get them tests, man, them tests help you in the long run. Yeah, it, it looks like they played a one-man show and they win seven games, but – if they somehow make a run, we're gonna look back at that one man show seven game series they had to face and look at that how that propelled them. And if they lose the next round, it's gonna be like, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But let's get back to that east east coast, uh the Eastern Conference. Uh you were talking about Atlanta. Atlanta is surprising me. I, I'm like, they look like the deepest team right now in the playoffs to me. Like yeah, they coming team, in waves. This is a team that wasn't even in the uh in the in the playing <laughs> no. talks at one point. <laughs> I know they were like us, they were like they were, the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Nate McMillan, that switch to Nate McMillan, man, was huge. Huge was and, huge. And now they're on the they're they're on the verge of well, I mean they're only up one oh, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they could be in the conference finals. Yes, that's, that's unbelievable, man. Yeah, and then the bus stops there. <laughs> well, wait, wait. I think I gave Milwaukee well, the kiss of death. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw tonight's game. They just, I saw they it. look awful, man. Oh, I saw it. I, I oh man, I, I, I just thought they were they were a little better. And you think that okay, Harden's not playing, so all right, we're gonna come out. We got a shot here, you know. Mm-hmm. Our number one player should match up with their number one player. And we got an all-star that can match up with Kyrie Irving. They got and size. The rest, we got size. We, we we got depth. We should be all right. And you know what they have? Brooklyn blew them out of the water, man. You, you know what Milwaukee's biggest liability is and has been for the last couple of years since they've been, you know, a top-tier team? What's that? The head coach. Man. He does not make adjustments for the playoffs. How, how was how, – <laughs> Harden's gone the first game, right? How is – Giannis only playing like 34 minutes. He should have been playing like 40, 38 to 40, 42 minutes, dude. This is the playoffs, man. You got a young Even, Gian, Giannis is a young stud, dude. You look, had guys, you, you had Kyrie and, and Durant, no guys with noted injury histories playing deeper minutes than Giannis. Mm-hmm. You come on, dude. You've got he he does not make adjustments. We have a young friend, Brandon, not you, Brandon, but another Brandon that we work with. <laughs> Young guy, he loves the books. He loves a book. Big Giannis fan. And I'm like, dude, I'm not no no disrespect to Giannis, no disrespect to you and your love for Milwaukee and, and your zeal to want to see the Bucks make it. Look, I, I like to see a small market team make it to the finals. That'll be great for the NBA. Mm-hmm. As long as you have that head coach, you're not gonna make it. He's going to be out coach. And they they're in an O2 hole with no chance of I I after the night's game. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, what's, I, the, I, what's the old saying? It's not, it's not a series until the, the home team loses. So, mm-hmm. okay. You got you got game three in Milwaukee. They, they sure. can recruit. It's not over oh, yet. Yeah. Nah, it's not over. It's not over. Yeah. But it's just, uh, it's, it's you, play over. Like, you play like you did tonight. <laughs> and, yeah, it's – they're done for. No doubt about it. Dude, did you see Durant 
basically just school with them. Oh my god, toying with them. I don't know what's worse what, what the red did to Giannis or what uh Hakeem Olajuwon did to David Robinson when he had him jumping around like a pogo stick. <laughs> I don't know which one was worse. And and the and the the main thing is Blake Griffin is is a major X factor right now. His energy. He, he dunked tonight. Yeah, called a tip dunk. <laughs> He's seven seven playoff games. He has seven dunks. Yeah, but his his energy has been um, phenomenal for the team. I'm watching the game early on. It's a I think uh, Giannis got a tip like on a pass that he tried to get to Durant. Like he got a tip where it looked like. He tipped it and could run through it to get a fast break. And Blake dove on the floor. What? Get the ball, <laughs> toss it back to Kyrie. Get they end up getting right. the bucket out of that. Like I'm like the energy plays like is big. Like yeah. even though coming in, everyone, the majority felt Brooklyn was better. Sure. When Harden went down, it yeah. it kind of it kind of switched. Where we was like, okay, expectations, sure. Milwaukee should be better. And it's like Brooklyn took that up a notch. Yep. They increased their intensity because they viewed it as we're down one of our guys. Right. right. So we have to elevate our game. And Milwaukee just thought it was going to be a walk in the park. Let's get let's not get it twisted. Two of the three best players on the floor are still on the other team, Milwaukee. <laughs> like, like let's that's, that's not let's not forget that. Yeah. Like yeah. this game is still about stars, and they have two to your one. And yeah. like you said with the coaching, because mm-hmm. last year a lot of people was bringing up the coach. And I'm like, man, it can't just simply be the coach, man. Giannis gotta do something. But today was when I finally said, you know what? It is him. Yes. For one, like you said, with with Harden got hurt at a minute into the game. Into the game. Into the game. How am I hearing today in game two that, oh, now this is the first time uh, Holiday is guarding Kyrie Irving? Wait, what? (laughs) Who was he guarding in game one? (laughs) Me. He was guarding. (laughs) He did a good job, too. I didn't score any points. Was he guarding in game one? Harden was off the floor after one minute of play. So who was he guarding? You had Giannis trying to guard KD, and I don't think that because today PJ Tucker was on the start and he got in foul trouble quick. Then Giannis, <laughs> that's when he started schooling Giannis. But like I'm like this, yes, yeah, mm. bad coach. I mean, look, NBA coaches. Okay, you know, they get fired, you know, like in a New York minute, but they show up and it makes a difference when you get into the playoffs. And the deeper you go into the playoffs, the more it shows. And it's not like you got a coach like, you know, Tibbet, like, you know, like Tom Thibodeau does, like, you know, like every play you shout. I'm not talking about that kind of coaching. Yeah. I'm talking about the adjustments you Making make. Making adjustments. Getting that roster in there and learning, like, okay, if this guy's doing this, he can't play to his left, let's do this. Or like with Giannis two years ago. Okay, he can't go lateral. You put a wall up, the Giannis, the wall of Giannis, and all of a sudden he couldn't do anything. You know, little little things like that. So you got to make the other team, you know, figure it out and counter. And when they do that to to Milwaukee, that coach does not, or his coaching staff, mm-hmm. if it's not just him, they do not come up with any kind of contingency to someone else's counter move. 
and it shows and it look and it not only does it show it looks bad it looks obvious yeah and i i don't see that do if you know if they don't even especially if if they don't push this to six games i don't think that coach comes back and i actually quite honestly i think he has to get to the next series to come back but no it's, it's, yeah i agree bad. i agree with you on that yeah yeah, yeah he bad. he has to game three he has to show something because just going back to talk about Clippers Dallas, I was like, damn, Tyloo, after the first two <laughs> games, I'm like, damn, Tyloo, like, what? I thought you was a better coach than Doc with that team. Because Doc, to me, just wasn't a good coach. He's not a good coach. He's a motivator, not a – he don't make adjustments, in my opinion. I think he makes some. They may not be the best ones, but I think mm-hmm. I, I see the teams doing some things differently. I, I kind of yeah. felt like last year Paul George let them down a little bit. And who I think, was who was on his bench the last time he won a, an NBA title? Who was sitting next to him? Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. There you go. Yeah, I'm saying I'm just saying. But but Tom Thibodeau's not. He's, he's Tom Thibodeau's watching just like we are right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I look at that series and looking at the different things that Carlisle and Lou were doing, you can see it was more than just a matchup of Luca versus Kawhi Paul right. George. You right. can see the matchup of the coaches. Yes. Like Lou sitting Pat Bev ass for the rest of that series was major. Like and and Carlisle when he decided to insert Boban into this, that shit was successful for them. Like you could see the the like the matchups of them two. Right now, is what's his name? What's the coach name in who? Milwaukee? What's his? Uh, Budenheiser. is getting out coached. By Steve Nash, who ain't doing nothing on that side. <laughs> who ain't doing nothing on that sideline. Oh man! Hey, Nash, Nash got a nice—he uh, got a nice coaching staff over there, though. Yes, all-star yeah. coaching staff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, does this, let me ask this: Does this series come back to Brooklyn? Yeah, I give Milwaukee one game. Yeah, for a TV interview. To ask, so how's how's it gonna be with it when you host in Atlanta? That's what it comes back to, to, so you, to Brooklyn. So you think? Well, no, I said yeah, the series. The series. I mean, you think it's yeah. over in full? You think I you think, think they're gonna sweep? I think they're going to sweep. Yes, wow. and I think when it comes back to Brooklyn, it'll be for uh, the series, and the series would be <laughs> the series against the Hawks, probably. Wow. Hey, and to speak on the Hawks, I really feel the Knicks. That Knicks series helped them. A lot. Gave, gave the, some confidence. The toughness, the the quote unquote tough play that the Knicks was trying to bring into the mix. Mm-hmm. I think that built their confidence, knowing that we can still we can play into that and still play our game. I think that helped them a lot. I think with Philly, man, I, it's not that I don't think Philly can beat them. I, th- I think they definitely can. I just with a healthy Embiid, and Embiid played really well. He had some nice numbers, but it. <sighs> It's, it's in the back of everybody's mind, man. Mm-hmm. It's in the back of everybody's mind. It's back in the coaching staff's mind. And with that, there's a little bit of tentativeness that's there. And, I mean, granted, Atlanta played, what, shot, what, 70% in the first quarter or something crazy like that, 42 points. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't see that happening again. And they're going to come up with something to try and stop Trey. They did in the second half, did a good job of limiting him. So Atlanta's going to have to make that, you know, that, that they have, they're going to have to expect that they're going to come at Trey a lot differently. Yeah. Um, and I, but I think, McMillan's a good enough coach 
and, you know, that they'll come up with something. But I think that team is deep and they just got so many guys that can just throw at you in waves. I think their youth can get them past an Embiid health challenge, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I don't think it's going to get them past the Brooklyn Nets as long no. as they stay healthy. But here's the thing. Here's the caveat. Who did you mention? Blake, injury history. Durant, recent injury history. Yeah. Kyrie, injury history, sometimes flakes out and no Harden. So any of those three things with those guys, anything happened with those other three guys, that could alter. And we saw it happen when, when Durant was with uh, Golden State. Yeah. Durant goes down. It's like, oh, man, Golden State. And all of a sudden, Thompson goes down. down. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, it just – it can happen just so, yeah, that quick. It, it can happen. It so, can definitely happen. So, so we'll see, man. But it's, I'm, I'm enjoying these playoffs, I'll tell you it's that. Been, yeah, it has been, yeah. has been a lot of fun. Good, yeah. Some good matchups. Uh, I mean, this the second round. Great, some great uh, series here. Hey, I think in the second round. Hey, we we can't. I don't think we can go on without mentioning the performance Dane put on. Yeah, in round one yeah. oh, against man. them. Yeah. <laughs> but what would Dane tell you? Is that dude, man? What would Dane tell you? It, it, it mean didn't mean nothing. nothing it didn't mean nothing for God. No, it, damn, it, it, it means something, man. You put. You put a double nickel up on a team. Like, he scored 19 of their 17 – I mean, he scored 17 of their 19 overtime points. Yeah. That's that's bad on the rest of the team. Like, You find it interesting that uh, – because I, I, I thought word out of Portland was that he, won, he wanted Jason Kidd, and Kidd's not interested in that job. Wow, that's interesting. Kidd know what's funny. Kidd going to Boston. That's mm. what it is. He'd rather go to Boston. I, yeah. I found that if you got you got a uh, a, a top player in um, in Dame, yeah, but it's he, Portland. He just came but out, it, yeah. I, but it's Portland. I'm good. It's, I, it's I don't Portland. Need that job. Wow. If if there were two more guys that were McCollum's nice, but McCollum may not stay. Mm-hmm. And then who else you got? Mellow old Nurkic. Yeah, don't give you nothing. And the guy that got in the trade, I can't remember the guard that got in the trade um, during a uh, nice dude. Uh, from uh, Toronto. Yeah. Powell. Norman Powell. Yeah, Norman Powell's nice, but you don't have another superstar in mm-hmm. Portland. And he's not drawing anybody. Nobody is running. Nobody's running to Portland. I but Boston's a very nice city. Uh, I would love to live there if I had the, the means. But uh, again, I'm like, you know, in my uh, retirement stages of my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think uh, the 20 the year old me will be running out to Portland anytime soon. And I think that's part of the problem is like as awesome as Dame is, you know, it's like nobody is coming out to Portland to play. Now, it was different yeah. back in the 90s when you had several superstars there, you know, and they were drafted there. You know, Drexler was there. You Porter was good. You had, I mean, that was, that was a really talented team. Danny Ainge was still playing really well, you know, um, trying to think who was. Uh, yeah, you the, had the early 2000. Uh, yeah, Jerome right. Kersey. Jerome Kersey, young, thank you. Young Cliff Robinson. Cliff Robinson. Right. Yeah, uh, that, that that was different. That team was, you know, built well and they were. Buck they were Williams. Gross, right, of a, a veteran and Buck uh, Williams. The pride of Eastern Illinois, Kevin Duckworth. Kevin Duckworth, Yes. <laughs> That was a good man. That was a good Portland. That's a very good team. They just ran up against the, you know, ran up against the Pistons. Well, they should have. Yeah, they they should have beaten the Pistons. Yeah, should they? In ninety, should they? They stopped. I think they should. Pistons was dope ass team. No, they they won. They won sixty games that year. 
And don't get me wrong, I, I know the the bad boys were you know yeah. were a great team, but yeah, yeah. Uh, bad boys probably should have had a three peat if, if Isaiah didn't get hurt. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, yeah. they should have beat LA in in, in eighty yeah. eight. You're right. Yeah, You're and right that went that. seven, right? I think uh, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was a seven game. That was a seven game series. Yeah, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phoenix is up one nothing on Denver. Damn, they. Close it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's where you, Jamal missing Jamal's where the, you, you. I think this series. That. I think this series is going seven. It, yeah, it very well can. I, I do. It was because here's the thing. You know, Chris Paul is he going to he going to stay healthy this entire series? And if he gets hurt during the, you know within the the uh, the midst of a tight game, how much does that change? I mean, the team's somewhat used to him being in and mm. out, but him being gone changes a little bit of the people's you know role playing who takes charge down the stretch it changes a little bit but but goddamn campaign (laughs) where where did this guy come from i know right where the hell did this dude come from apparently apparently i'm sorry i don't feel i don't feel i don't feel bad you know i guess no change of Change of scenery Look. is is good for some people, man. It's like his fifth change of scenery, though. Come he on, was, man. He was, he was Look, tra- I, 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 I tell people, listen. Here. He, I'm he, good. It was everywhere. It wasn't just here. Yeah, that's his fifth was change everywhere. of scenery. I used to like, call him. He was he was only on the team just to uh, to, dance. to make up handshakes. <laughs> yes, he was the handshake captain. <laughs> <laughs> and man, and he like. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, uh, but good like, for him, man. Good for man, him. definitely good for him. Like, he's the one that makes. Now, I think Chris Paul, they can't afford Chris Paul going down and out. But with Chris Paul being a little dinged up, still can play, man. not be as effective. Chris campaign is valuable in that sense. Well, they, like, they just they just won 122-105. So uh so yeah, but I think I think this this is gonna go to go to distance. I just, I, I can't see Denver uh, laying down though they no. will. Like I said, like you you said earlier, uh, Glenn, they're gonna they're gonna miss Jamal Murray, no doubt yeah. about it. But in this yeah. in this series, but I, mm. I like the Nuggets, man. You know, I, I like I like the slow man MVP. That's, that's my <laughs> yeah. man, dude. Hey, Joker is the real deal, baby. Joker I mean, twenty two and nine. That's, that's kind of man. that's kind of pedestrian for him. With Aiden <laughs> with twenty and ten, is Aiden going to be an issue for him? Uh, with his, he's with long his athleticism, right? I think he will. I think he will. But I think what you'll see is this is where the coaching comes in. So mm-hmm. where can we neutralize Aiden so he's not as effective stopping Jokic? And I think you're going to see Jokic probably doing a lot more facilitating from you know the top of the arc. But I think you'll see something where they'll get a little. Something where they'll rub off Aiden and Jokic will have some open threes and he's going to pull him away from that basket. And when he does that, I think you'll see Porter going to the cup a little bit more than, than what we're used to and take advantage of pulling Aiden away and they'd be able to attack the basket that way. And then when they try to make that adjustment, Jokic will, you know, get it from outside again. I think you're going to, it's going to be between those two to kind of make that difference as far as kind of instead of Jokic attacking from the interior, I think you're going to see. Uh, the young cat uh, attack more from from there coming uh, 
slashing through and, and using his yeah. athleticism. Uh, but yeah, Aiden, Aiden is a bit of a problem, man. <laughs> Chris Paul was 21 and 11, too. So he, and, and Devin Booker, man. I mean, that 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 dude, man. Look, I'm a big fan. You know, I'm a he big did fan. that game six. Had, was was, I, I think uh, I brought a question to you guys on on the text. Is he a superstar? He is a quiet superstar. I, I say he's he's on the uh, cusp. I say uh, he's on the cusp. I, I think he's just not a superstar because nobody's talking about him. But he's a superstar, and he he's known it. It's just for whatever reason, the general fans don't. But I think this playoff, he's going to. I, and I think I think the uh, the Suns will get to the conference finals. And he when he when he's on that stage in the world, you know, the mm-hmm. casual basketball viewing world, along with the basketball viewing world, be and like, man, say, oh, that's who, a, who that's a cold, guy? that's a cold, you know, Tatum Tatum gets a lot of shine, but that's he's in Boston. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm like, I look at Booker, I'm like, dude, he's just as good, if not better, and maybe more consistent. Like Tatum is kind of up and down sometimes. Like mm-hmm. he'll disappear at times and he'll bust 55 on you. Or you're like, man, where was that? You know? And wait, but, wait till they realize he scored 70 in a game once. People yeah. are going to go nuts. Against Boston. <laughs> there you go. I mean, the, the, dude, the dude hits these shots, man. It's just like biggest poker face. Like it's like, it's like, dude, um, are you upset, happy, mad, mm-hmm. thoughtful? Uh, are you thinking about what, what like, what, he just showed, like, I wouldn't want to play poker against that dude. He shows no emotion. He's like the Iceman. I think for me, I say he's more on the cusp because a lot of times that I've watched him, even in the series against the Lakers, he doesn't always, he doesn't always assert himself as the best player on the, on the team at the very least. Like, I guess because Chris Paul is there, he looks to let Chris Paul run things. Like, but I look I look for him to have that mentality of Donovan Mitchell. Like, you know that, that he, like, without a shadow of a doubt, I don't give a damn who else on that flow with him, <laughs> you know he is Utah's guy. Like, and I believe we all know that with Devin Booker, but at the same time, Chris Paul was the one getting all the MVP love. You get what I'm saying? Like, like because of the turnaround that the team has made. That's why I say he's on a cusp. I want him to be more of that guy that is, I guess I want to see it more vocally. And I guess that's where that poker face is. He needs to become the 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 alpha of that team. I think that's where the poker face is coming into play. That that it's like I want to say he's there, but it's like. You're right. I'm getting ahead of myself. You're right. It's times I don't think he did, you know, so. He's consistent. But, but it's it's coming. Yeah. It's yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's coming for the NBA. Well, like you said earlier, you you let in earlier, Brandon, kind of like, or or uh, maybe it was you, as who said it, it's like, you know, with LeBron is like, okay, who's going to be that guy? Yeah. You know, and the NBA, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to be a the guy. I think it's going to be a few guys buying for that. You know, know, and and young guys, because Durant, Durant's kind of caught in the middle. He's kind of like, uh, he's like Steffi Graf, you know, after like (laughs) Martina Davichalova, you know, you kind of like you great, but you kind of got caught in between you. You can't, Mm -hmm. we can't celebrate your greatness as, as much as we would want to, you know, I think, I think Durant, it's, it's key for Durant to get to the finals and, 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 and try and win it. I really do for his legacy. We talk about legacies because everybody's going to always say like, dude, you joined a 71 team, 73 win team. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> well, he's, he's got his chance this year. 
Yeah. Segway Glenn, thank you very much for uh, for throwing in some tennis names there. Because <laughs> we can, uh, let's talk about what's going on in the tennis world, which I don't think we really talk about all that much. Right. But uh, Naomi Osaki, number two tennis player in the world, um, coming into the French Open, says that uh, she has an issue with, uh, with speaking to the media. Uh, she thinks that it uh, it's affecting her her mental health, and she wants to take a break from uh, from talking to the media. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the French Open counters with, "Well, we're going to have to fine you for not talking. That's the rule." They find her fifteen grand. She said, "You know what? I'm good. I'm gonna sit out, and I'm gonna work on my uh, my mental health." Which brings up now. This brings up, you know, what's the role of media, and do they need to talk to? athletes after after every uh game or match or whatever whatever it is yes why why do you say that i kind of say it in a just in a way like why is this coming up now because of her situation and i I, i'm one that believes the players have their moments where they don't have to talk that like where they that where they don't want to talk but it's it's been a norm like and i've been hearing a lot since this situation with her like they should respect her mental health and like no i mean yes respect her mental health but but the rule is the rule you know that coming in accept your fine and move on but with her, see, my thing is, all right, you're talking about the number two player in the world. You're not talking about number 1,622. We're talking about the number two player in the world. She, so you're saying uh, she, she should have face, gotten an exception? She, well, at least work with her. If, if that means an exception, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's warranted. Um, but you're talking about a, 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 a true face of, of your of your game. And, let, and let's be real. Uh, there was a time when, uh, you know, using the media to uh, to promote your sport was necessary. I don't think that we're, we're, we're past that now. You know, um, there's so many outlets and platforms that can be used to, to, to promote your, uh, your tournament or sport or whatever it may be that mandating that, that athletes talk, I, I think is, is, uh, is past his time now. That's, that's just me. Yeah. It, it, it's tough. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, uh, before the tournament began, I think Naomi had mentioned and she let the French officials know, how she felt and I, I think you have to take every situation sometimes individually you know per per situation and if you just think look back to when when she beat serena a couple of years back and and she got booed the, and she was she and she, she naomi cried. was was crying at the time and serena yeah. had to hug her it's like yeah, you know, it's not it's not it's not a joke when she says she has this anxiety and yeah. some people I think a lot of things happen here it's, it's not just one thing but people people can be jerks it really can be people look and they go well if you're so good and you're playing under the lights 
and you'll be able to play at this level, how come you can't just talk? Well, it's the two different things. And for a lot of athletes, and go back to even Kobe's situation when he had the unfortunate situation uh, where he made that mistake in Denver. And, you know, what he was, what he said, and what stuck out in my mind was, he says, you know, as he was going through that whole litigation and everything, and his marriage is on the line, his career is on the line, his, everything's on the line for him and his family, so on and so forth. He said in between the court, those, those lines on the court where he had his, his haven, it was a safe haven. And we've heard a lot of athletes say, when I'm on the court, in between the lines or whatever the sport is, that's when they feel most comfortable. And I think for Osaka, for her, when she's playing on the court, that's her, you know, that's her comfort zone. Having to talk to people, I forget what the, what the stat is, but it's like for some people talking, public speaking is like, like the highest yeah. thing, it's like oh, yeah. the, the, the highest oh, yeah. fear that they have. Yeah, 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 so it's not, yeah. it's not a, it's not a small thing. And she's a shy person. I, mm-hmm. I remember her interview when she was on uh, Ellen, and Ellen was kind of teasing about her, you know, who her crush was. I think it was Michael B. George, her crush, and she's just like blushing. She's like getting, you know, it's just like she's like, you know, like almost like she's a fifteen-year-old girl in that regard. I'm not saying that she's, you know, mentally, you know, I'm just saying she's very shy. Yeah, and yeah. and and. Keep in mind, a lot of people don't realize, you know, she she's grown up in Japan, you know, and they treat her horribly in terms of racial stuff because they, they talk about her skin tonality, a lot of things. So even in her home, she's catching it. And I think a lot of times it's easy to disregard. And, I'm, you know, we tend to from time to time on our show to go towards a racial component. It exists. It's out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when it comes to the raciality and the gender, if the two aren't Caucasian and male, they don't get the same kind of respect at times. And just think about what Serena went through when she was pregnant and how they were dealing with her. When she had her cat suit on and she was dealing with blood clots, when she had the, the black mm-hmm. cat suit on, she was like, well, that's to help with the blood clotting that she was dealing with. And they were like, no, you can't wear it. You know, it's just like, you know, even today, and I, I know I'm going a little off script here, even today at my daughter's lacrosse game, one of the players she had fallen down a couple of times. The last time she fell down, she grabbed her knee and she clutched it. I'm like, man, I think she really hurt herself there. You can tell because she grabbed her knee and you got a fan from a different persuasion in the audience going, oh, out loud. Oh, she's faking. She's a faker. It's the second time she fell down. I mean, here, these are girls. These are like 13, 14, I'm not 13, but, but, but 14, 15, 16, 17 year old young girls out here playing in a tournament, doing their hardest. And you're going to say that? It's a total disregard mm-hmm. for for, 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 for athletes at times, particularly female athletes and particularly black female athletes, I think that 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 specter really rose because it wasn't just a $15,000 fine. It was also Wimbledon, the US Open and Australia Open writing a letter to her basically saying, hey, don't even bother coming if you're not gonna do interviews. And it's right. like, really? Like, mm. yeah, I, about, I didn't know that aspect. Yeah, we talking about interviews. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about interviews, <laughs> okay? Well, you know, like, come on. Yeah, I, I, I know it went that far. Yes, it did. Like go that, that far. they that they saying all that. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at it like respect her her mental health. If she doesn't want to do the interviews, assess her with the fine. Been universally known, and let it be that. That that's what I. That's how I was viewing. Right, but that, I, that 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 was the case. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but she was yeah. fine with that. It was when they came yeah. at her with that letter. From yeah, Wimbledon see now now now, it, right. now that adds another aspect to it that I that I didn't know. You know, like that's some bullshit. 
Yeah, that's what she said. You know, she's like, look, you know, I don't want to be a distraction because she wrote a, a very thoughtful letter yeah. back, you know, uh, you know, not so much letter, but you know, her social media and stuff. She's like, hey, I don't want to be a distraction. It want to be a distraction, but, you know, I'm going to pull out basically because, you know, it's best for me, best for the tournament mm -hmm. and keep it going, you know, until, I, until I'm in a better space. You know, she it's like she had way more class than the people who were supposed to be, you know, yeah, that's insane. You know, yeah, in I, I, things. I had no clue of all that. Well, they better watch out because they're gonna mess around and 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 lose her permanently, and that's a that's a talent that you don't you don't want to you lose at at such a young age, man. And don't I forget, she'd be, she be great for the sport. You but think she like, actually walk away? I think she can. She she, she, she made more than enough money. Yeah, people don't man, but you know that's the thing, man. With the athletes, you say they make enough money, like you know what? I don't need this. Right. Think, think about uh, Patrick Willis, who uh, played for uh, linebacker for Forty Niners. Uh, He's like, you know what? After about five years, he's like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm good. No, I don't need to be a Hall of Famer. I don't need, you know, so, I, I know, hey, money money allows them to be able to make better decisions for themselves. So, so I ask this, and I think I know kind of the, the reaction I'm going to get. So, okay, Naomi Osaka, female of color. She does this, her mental health, she needs to, you know, remove herself from situation gets enormous support. Kyrie Irving, he does this. He's basically deemed, uh, he's like ostracized. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, why is that though? I think a little bit of the same thing, but for me, my issues with Kyrie at time, not that he should care about my issues with him. I think it's how you do it. I and think Kyrie has a way of just like, I'm out without saying anything. And it seems like, you know, because they'll, they'll ask the team and the team are like, well, it's almost like they don't really know, but they're trying to give you an answer until they kind of figure it out. You know, it's like there's a way to go about doing it, you know. And then, you know, you do that, you're Kyrie, you do that. Next thing you know, we see you at a, an event. It's like, well, I thought you were dealing with some health issues. Why are you at this event? I give a better. I give a better one. Remember when Derrick Rose, quote yep. unquote, went missing? Mm -hmm. He was he was ostracized in the media. He should be cut. He should like who are you not to show up and like? And the same people that was killing him are on TV crying in support of this young lady, and it's like that brings a whole different dynamic. Like, if I may, like, yeah, go ahead. If I may, here's the thing. Derek, we never knew it was, we hadn't seen this kind of stuff before. Derek never really said something before. Right. Mm -hmm. And with mental health, it mental health issues, there's a lot of, you know, ostracization because of that. But now you're starting to have players come out. You know, we even yeah. even at NBC Sports, we did a, a, a segment. Of, I think it was a men's mental health for like about a year. Or so we ran that. And you get players like Kevin Love coming out talking. Uh, uh, Hayden Hurst for the um, uh, tight end. I think he's with, the, he's with the Falcons now. You know, he has spoke on mm -hmm. it. And so you're starting to see players come out. And don't forget, uh, De, uh, De uh, DeRozan um, also had, yeah. you know, issues like that. And so players and men in particular – it's like, it's seen as like, you know, you know, it's, it's not the male thing to do, you know, so, yeah. you know, cause now you're emotional and now you're mm -hmm. fragile and all these things come out. 
and people, like I said, people are jerks. They'll say whatever they want to you because they think you make enough money, you should be able to yeah. deal with it. They don't realize it's like no matter how much money an individual makes, they're still human, human first. man. Yeah. Still human. First. And that's lost more so when it comes to players, athletes of color, because that's just really, man. A lot of times they look at players as I'm going far. It's you're getting paid millions of dollars, but you still treat it like property. Yeah, you know, think about the NBA draft or the NFL draft. You know, what's listed: your height, your weight, how fast you are, your body fat, all this stuff. You know, nothing that tells you as a human. Just pictures, you as pictures in your drawers, right? Pictures mm-hmm. in your drawer. Yeah, it's like it's like a meat market. So it's like you treat it as a commodity. And I think the dehumanization of athletes gets lost because they make so much money, and fans are like, "I don't want to hear that. You a millionaire." It's just like, yeah, dude, but. I'm still a human being and fans can't hear that. And, and the owners are like, Hey, I'm paying you money. I need you out there. It's yeah. like you treat it. You treat it a little, it's, there's some dehumanization there. So, and I think that sometimes the ethnicity adds to the acceptance of it from other parties a bit more. So mm. let's talk about this aspect of it. So I think there are, there are a lot of sports writers out there that are worried that um, if this becomes the rule, where um, there's no mandate on athletes talking, that they'll lose their access and basically lose the importance of their job, I guess. Is that, does that matter in this? No. And and I know that sounds contradicting from what I started. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I started by saying when when you asked the initial question, it was more so just on the fact of her receiving that fine and moving on because that was a part of their rule within the fine. So she got money. So the 15 grand was so so that's how I was approaching it. I wasn't approaching it as if they are they should be forced to talk to the media. I was just looking at it like she should just take her fine and like you don't want to talk to them, forget them. Take well, the she, punishment that come with it and she did. move on. Right. She, she did. I didn't know the rest of the story. So they came but, after her again. Right? But that's the problem now. These media folks have too much access. Hmm. And and when and when a player verbalized their frustrations with the media, they get the punishment. I always found it weird. Like I don't know, smoke you so when you were in college. Um, how did how did media after game? How did that work for you guys? No, we ain't had no media. You had you had <laughs> some, somebody somebody uh, from 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 the Grambling newspaper was following you guys or the uh, TV I mean, station there. Somebody we had, we had I know I know they were because because when I interned uh, in Hampton, we we would follow ODU and and Hampton and Norfolk State man, teams. Yeah, I mean it was football. They probably had that on the regular. We okay. would have we would have someone come every now and then. It so wasn't like it was a regular occurrence. No, that's bull. That's BS, man. You just didn't want to talk to the media, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> you, you told the well, SID. Well, well, well first they only gonna talk to the ones who did special things in the game. So I wasn't you, always. I wasn't you, always. You were all swack. You all my, swag, man. My, Stop. my junior Stop it, man. season, but hey, but hear me. My junior season when I was all swag, we had five other players that was all swag. 
So <laughs> now you're being so, humble. So are they gonna talk to all five of us? Or you know, I mean, it, but here's what here's I, what I, I remember. I remember talking to someone before, but it was, but it, like I say, it wasn't always a regular occurrence. Here's where I'm going with this. If uh, when when all right when I when I cover college teams, um, we basically didn't have that much locker room access, and you were given players, you did your interview, and that was it. You know, you went about your day. When I started seeing how the pros worked and going in the locker room, I thought it was so weird that we'd be in a locker room and you got guys showering and, you know, you know, basically in their personal space. And we're just standing around as media members, just, you know, just there. You know, I, I always thought that was so weird. Um, and we do that, you know, before and after games. Um, then I always thought it should be that they, you know, we go into a press room mm-hmm. and they bring guys out and you, that's, you know, that's how interviews, you know, should be conducted. Uh, and I get it. This all started uh, from a time when, um, you know, they wanted to get as much publicity as possible uh, for these sports. So they gave them all the access. They say George Hallis used to actually write articles and then, you know, give them to the, uh, to the newspapers in town to run, you know, for free, just to, you know, just to promote the, the, the team. So I, I think, I think we're in the, we're in the, we're in the time now that, that it's, it's not necessary. And I, I wonder, you know, when pandemic started, you know, we started doing all these zoom calls, zoom interviews, mm-hmm. is that going to become the norm now? That's, that's something I, 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 I wonder, or is it, are we going to go back to, you know, going back into the locker rooms and and uh, um, doing the, you know what the term is, Glenn, uh, in in media circles when you when you when everyone is is you know interviewing one athlete at their locker, you got twenty different microphones there. They call <laughs> they call us. I'm not gonna say it here because you know this is a family show, um, <laughs> but, it, but it's but it's referenced in uh, in in. I'll just say it. They call it a gangbang. That's what that's that's, that's what it's called. Um, I I wonder if, if we're going to go back to that to that time. You know, once we once we get back to that's a great question, man. I, I, I don't know, you know, because uh, social media is definitely changing a lot of things too. And players like I don't have to talk to you. I have my own, you know, means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see, especially during playoffs, we see the press conference set up, you know, they bring the players out or player two or three at a time, maybe, and they answer questions. And that seems like legit, you know, um, but there is something to be said, I think, for catching the players, you know, as soon as you can, you know, whether it's a win or a loss, just to kind of get that organic reaction you know, to the game, you know, not the personal mm-hmm. questions per se, but like organic reaction to the games. And I think that helps make good TV. I mean, as a media person, I think that helps make good TV a little bit. And it helps me, you know, sell my my show locally as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, the newspaper or I suppose a uh, newspaper to, uh, the, you know, the media, digital media outlets or or even the radio sometimes, you, you know, because it's a competition, you know, you're trying to yeah. get that sound bite, And I think that's, that's still key, but I, I, I don't know, man. It's a great question. I don't know how much that COVID, uh, Naomi Osaka situation currently, and social media in terms of players having their own way, you know, just like we're doing with podcasts. A lot of players have their own podcasts and stuff. Right. 
Right. It's like, why talk to you? Why give you content when I can create it myself? The the players tribune. They can they yeah. go out they and they they throw their story out there. Yeah, I'll, it, I'll tell my own story. It's 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 tough. It's tough because just listening to you right there, GM. And I'm just sitting here reflecting, like like you said, you want to get that moment fresh out after the game. Mm-hmm. And me as a coach, I always tell myself, especially if I'm highly overwhelmed after a game, give yourself 24 hours mm. to reflect before it, especially like if it's a situation where a parent don't like a decision I made or something or like I, I can get hard on myself as a coach. Like I've had moments where I just sat in silence for like two hours. Like, because if I verbalized, I might snap. Like, so it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, man, like it, it's, it's tough. No easy answer, right? It's no easy answer because yes, getting that initial reaction will be, amazing for tv will be a to sell to sell for talk shows for people like us to mm-hmm. talk about it'd be amazing but it'll also be messed up for the individual <laughs> that that verbalized that moment before they had a chance to really internalize that moment you know like so it's it's man is but that's that, here's the thing here here's here's the answer that's part of being a professional but here's yeah. the thing it's not always the professionals that we're dealing with sometimes the college kids are dealing with this too mm-hmm. you, you know you go to a ncaa championship you know playoff you know you're going to have to answer questions yeah. that's not every, it's not every game you know i, I think the guy's the crazy thing is like you know the higher the game the higher the stakes the more we want to know but the more pressure and the more, you know, the um, more emotion, the more emotion and more of a, you know, a mental onus it can be on those players having to contend with that and not having the experience, you know, as a professional per se. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing too, it's not every professional. I mean, you know, sometimes it's more times than not, it's the superstars, you know, every now and again, it's, it's the secondary and tertiary players, but a lot of times it's the superstars that we want to hear from and you know we like to say they should be used to it they're getting it paid comes with the dollar. territory it comes with yeah. the territory mm-hmm. it's 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 but tough you know, here's man. the deal though there's some people that actually do want to talk though true yeah, that's the other, yeah. oh yeah that's the other thing too what did justin yeah. Fields say hey i'm built for this yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, like like some do like you can like lebron is one that i feel loves to talk to the media mm-hmm LeBron is a very smart guy. He's a very smart athlete. He can control his own narratives. Like, so he's one that used the media to his advantage. Then you have some who express, who shows the media that they get under their skin, like a Kevin Durant. Durant. (laughs) And so it's like, that's that, that's their sale. That's what helps them promote themselves. So if you continue to show me that I can get under your skin, I'm going to continue to do things that get under your skin because you continue to react. You don't just ignore me. You react. Did you, you bring attention to me. Did you, I'm sorry, did you hear Durant after tonight's game? <laughs> no. I, didn't, I didn't see it. I forget who's interviewing. It was right after the game. You know, he does the interview for uh, for inside the uh, the NBA, but it was the, the guy courtside. And he basically asked him about, you know, hey, two years ago you had the devastating injury, you know, and now you're doing all these great things. Did you think that you'd, you know, be able to get to this level? 
And Durant was like, is that a real question? What do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never thought I'd be like, back. <laughs> It was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty funny. He gave him the he gave him the Harper response. Is that yeah. a clown question? Right, a clown right, question, right. bro. <laughs> the guy was like, "I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll come see, up with a better question next time." But see how they react. But then they <laughs> ask LeBron when they lose. LeBron get to prom- get to subtly promoting Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> like he he knows how to use the media. Like, <laughs> and so yeah, you're right. You will have those that want to talk. Like and then you, but then what comes down to them superstars that just never want to talk? Well, you know how what? Would you? How do you handle that? We're not going to settle that clearly between the three of us. But I think yeah. the most important thing, mental health. When someone when someone raises that, I think we need mm-hmm. to really respect that and not automatically think it's a bunch of BS. Absolutely, take it seriously. Um, yeah. Take it seriously. Very true. Very true. Hey, let's move on to the NFL. And uh, we've got more and more drama, drama, <laughs> drama in Green Bay, and I'm all for it. He's he's definitely practicing his mental health. All for it, man. <laughs> so so we're out of Green Bay is uh, Aaron Rodgers is not reporting to mini to mandatory mini camp. Ooh, is that is, does that mean anything? No, no, <laughs> no. Just made him reporting. Right, <laughs> but it's mandatory though. Okay. Yeah. How many times did Brett Favre not report to mandatory? I well, Brett, I don't know. Brett Favre didn't even go to training camp. I'm, right. I he just <laughs> showed up week one. Right. Uh, I, I think I think I think a is going to do what uh, whatever he wants to, to to flex. You know, this is this moment to flex. He's going to leverage that as best he can. It's interesting. Uh, quick sidebar. I was listening to NFL Network, and I think it was Gil Brandt, the Godfather. Uh, they were talking with him, and he mentioned how back when Aaron was being uh, was, was being drafted, is there is that is that they're like his attitude and the way he is now, his persnickettiness, is that what led to him falling? Because Alex Smith mm. ended up being the number mm. one quarterback taken, and Gil Brandt said, "Well, Nick Saban was uh, the Dolphins' coach at the time." And after you know meeting, he said he didn't want to have anything to do with Aaron Rodgers oh, wow. because of you know because of how he came across, and that might be why he fell. And you know you look at it. I mean, he played at Cal. I mean, here's a guy who they played against USC. I think he had, in one game against USC he was 24, 24 at one point as far as 24 completions and 24 uh, you know pass attempts. And I think they lost that game close. But I remember, I remember that stuck out in my mind too. Like, man, this dude is balling. I remember him at Cal. I'm like, man, this dude is balling. Now, you don't do that again, especially USC back then. That was a, a top-notch, you know, national championship caliber uh, team back then. And he dropped. You know, we all know how far he dropped. And it's like sometimes these guys who are perceive themselves. I'm not going to say he is or is not intelligent, but Cal is known as one of those top-notch academic schools. You know, Cal, Stanford, those type of schools out there. Wait, you know where he wanted to go, right? Uh, For college or the pros? For college. college. I I do not. Where do you want to go? He didn't originally want to go to Cal. You want to go to USC? He didn't want to go to USC. You're going to be be shocked when I tell you this. Northwestern. Is it West Coast? Vanderbilt? Aaron Rodgers wanted to go to Illinois. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I remember that now. I don't know why. Ron Turner said, nah, I'm good. (laughs) See, but maybe. So was it? I was just about to say, was it? I don't. 
What the personality. Is speaking on, I don't it could be the personality. But yeah, I mean, he, he said he said he wanted to go to Illinois. Wow, you know, now that you say that. Choice. Now that you say that, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah that's that, yeah. that's that's interesting. But yeah. you know, these guys who, you know, maybe even like uh, Jay Cutler a little bit. You know, he went to Vanderbilt. These guys who skew, you know, and and Rosen. Don't forget about Rosen. Rosen was you know like real highly intelligent kind of guy. You know, family, mom and dad both doctors. He goes to UCLA, but the knock on Rosen was he thinks he's smarter than everybody else, you know, and this guy can't stick on an NFL team, you know, and you look at Rodgers, obviously the talent is there, but, you know, I'm not going to say because, you know, he's dating all these starlets. He goes from uh, the race car driver to Olivia Munn to whoever he's married, you know, engaged to now. And then here's the thing. Here's a guy whose family is like annoyed with him. His brother, you know, he's yeah. falling out with family. So and his brother is like, right enemies right (laughs) so so maybe there's something to all that and that drama all that to say is it's like whatever (laughs) i think i think it's like you know just let him just let aaron be aaron and when the season starts he'll get back because this is a this is one of the best chances to to go to the to the super bowl green bay is as that type of talented team They've been in the past what two conference championship games, you know, or two out of yeah. the last three years or whatever. So, so you're, you're um, telling me that Aaron Rodgers is going to be at Soldier Field on October 17th. That's what that's what you're telling me. Yeah, I, I would have thought if he was going to move, I thought around June 1st it would have happened. It's okay. it's, it's, it's it past that now. Already. And <laughs> I mean, the, the Broncos kind of make some sense if if you're Aaron Rodgers, you know. Uh, Cause, but then again, you're in that conference with, or that division, I should say, yeah. with, uh, with Pat, with Pat and the young Justin Herbert, with a really <laughs> yeah. good, with two really good defenses. Yeah, you know? this, this, that ain't the, that ain't the NFC North. I'll tell you that. No, no, <laughs> can just no. have the mental edge of all the QBs in the division. Right. right now, if Julio, if Julio Jones had gone to Green Bay, then I'd be like. Woo. I was just about to ask you that with Julio going, you know, getting traded to uh, to Tennessee. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that that uh, ruffled some feathers uh, in Aaron Rodgers' world? No, not so much because he still has Adams, who's still like a top three wide yeah, receiver but, in the league. But, but the only, I mean, Atlanta traded uh, Julio for what a second rounder and a fourth rounder. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. If you if you if you add Julio to 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 that mix in Green Bay, that you got. Well, it's not just that you still got to take Julio's contract too into consideration. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's so true. it's not just like you know, hey, they just gave him a second and a fourth round, and he, they got him but free I cheese. Like, I feel like you can you can make that work though. Possibly, but you know, you got to look at if you're the Green Bay Packers going forward too, because uh, Adams is going to want his money coming up and and the, and the notion is rogers want more money that's the notion too so yeah so it's yeah i i think you know we'll see what happens i mean there may be some other receivers that become available um they're starting they're not quite a dime a dozen like running backs are but there are a lot of receivers out there and every year it seems like you know the first round is littered with like four or five guys that are like potential superstars <laughs> so a lot of other receivers are kind of falling. I mean, the Nelson Aguilar's of the world are like your number one receiver in in, in uh, New England now because other receivers are falling to the wayside. So there, there's enough bodies out there. I think you can get another decent athlete to help Aaron Rodgers out. And that running game, whether Aaron wants to verbally say it or not, that running game has helped him out tremendously because now he can just play action his way. And he doesn't have to worry about, you know, getting 
people bum rushed them like they were a few years back. I'm I'm still trying to have I'm still having a hard time when people keep talking about the lack of help he has. He's he's not hurting. I mean, the, the like, tight end Tony and the tight end has gotten a lot better. Tanya, uh, Tanya, Tony, I'm not I'm probably not pronouncing this right way, but Tony. Yeah. I mean, he had like he, he led like the NFL. I think he was either either he led the NFL as far as tight ends with touchdowns, or he was right behind Kelsey. Um, but he had a really good year in touchdown receptions. Yeah. And Adams is is a beast. And the young receivers that they have, it's not like they're horrible. Yeah, you know, Man, they're, that's, they're that's what that's what I'm saying. Like offensive line is good. Team is really good. Like yeah, conference like, championships. Like are we <laughs> are we like just saying forget the development of a team? I'm and... just saying he he has point, some points though. Dude, okay, let me ask you this: the New Orleans Saints, outside of uh, the number one wide receiver, what other receiving threats have they had in the last like six years? I guarantee I don't I I don't know offhand, but I guarantee you nobody. They've spent draft capital in the first and second round. Off not on wide receivers. So not on wide receivers. Uh, not on wide receivers. That forget that. Let's let's go to Kansas City. They've spent draft capital. Not on wide receivers. Not on wide receivers. Not on wide receivers. He's not saying wide. He's saying offense. No, he's saying wide receivers. He's he said why, why, they why have they not, not? The Green Bay Packers have not drafted an offensive player. Other than Jordan Love since 2011. You don't in the first round. In the first or second round. Okay, but, dude, the offensive line is solid. Oh, no, excuse me. I'm not going to say second. It's the first round. No, for sure the first round. First round. Offensive line is yeah. solid. The running backs are good and deep. The receivers they have are tall, big, fast, and athletic. Adams is a beast. Okay, I'm sorry we, we didn't make him in the first round so you could make happy stories. I just think yes, yes, my Ron thing. Like. And like we drafted if Kevin he were my White quarterback, I would round. listen. Well, yeah, and no, and you know, dumb things happen. Exactly. Like dumb things happen, but but <laughs> come on, man. 2011, that's a long time ago. That's 10 years. Dude, how does that look, happen? Look at the Saints outside of uh uh Michael Thomas. No, not because well, Michael Thomas, but the, the right tackle, I think, was um in 2017. The right tackle was taken in the first round, like the, the 29th pick or 28th pick, or whatever. You know, when they got when they got uh, the running back from Tennessee, he was a third round pick. I mean, come on, stop. They haven't had a, a first round wide receiver in a while. What Brandon Cooks, and then they traded him away. I mean, if, if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm breezing the time, I'm PO. Like you trading away Brandon Brandon Cooks. We'll you know, it's just I think he's whining. I think he's he's grumpy. I think he's curmudgeonly, and I think he's still going to the Hall of Fame, and I think yeah. he's played in like about five or six conference championships. So it's not like he's been on a horrible team. I think it's excuses. Yeah. Let's I mean, see. Hold on. I'm going to go back to your Saints here. They've taken a center. They took a center in 2020. In the first round. The first round, yeah. What was it, the uh, 30th pick? Uh, 29th pick 24th pick stop 24th pick. <laughs> stop but he's a first rounder there oh my god it's a center ruiz it's a 2015 center. they took a tackle right okay 13th pick those are offensive players that help oh my god dude. They 20, took don't, forget brandon, 20, don't forget 2017 they took a right tackle they took brandon cooks in the first round in 2014 okay 
And they kept it for what? One oh, year? That's right. You're right. You're right. They took Ramsick in the – they had Ramsick. two first-rounders that year. They took Marshawn Lattimore first. Yeah. 11. Right. Defense. But they took a tackle in the first round at 32. Though. Yeah, because of the Bears. It, it hey, fell and, the and, and, yeah. and them first-round picks resulted in what? They ain't they, get to no Super Bowl. They haven't even got to a con- they haven't got to a conference championship. Because they got they got cheated out of one. No, they're stupid. The head coaches is a knucklehead. Put, <laughs> it never should have been in that situation to begin with. I'll agree with you here. Alvin Kamara was a third round pick. Yes. Yeah. He was. I'll agree with you there. I think he's just like I say, being curmudgeonly, he's being AA Ron. It's, it's just like, you know, and he, he's, he's going to old Shaq Hennessy and saying, you know, these guys are treating me right. It's just like, stop. He need, he needs to just go and come out and tell <laughs> the world. Go have a talk with the Bears front office. Listen, I need y'all to be good enough to where I could possibly see y'all in the conference championship game. That's the only way he gets to the Super Bowl. Because his success <laughs> is all predicated on beating us. That's it. At, at Soldier Field. <laughs> His success is all about making life in Chicago hell. Now hearing that he wants to play for Illinois, it makes it even more of a damn shot. More, more, more salt in the wound. More well, that's probably juice. the reason, man. He's he's fixated on that on that on that navy and orange, man. That's probably the reason he, he comes at us so hard every year. Ah. But I still, I, I think I still think he has a he has a bit of a point that they haven't they haven't helped him enough. Man, stop. On that side he of hasn't it. helped himself enough. Uh, you know what? Cry me a river. He's been to what five or six conference championship games. And he's only been to one Super Bowl. Stop. You, you come on. They change head coaches. Man, I would love to have been to five or six conference championship. Games. I, thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I look, I get these quarterbacks are trying to do stuff now because they see Tom Brady kind of had his way when he left. But Tom had to leave to kind of get his way. And we saw Russell Wilson try to flex his muscles a little bit to try and get some things happening. And now, you know, you got Aaron Rodgers. And I'm sure there'll be a quarterback or two down the line trying to do the same thing as well. Whatever. I, I say, I, honestly, I granted, being a Bears fan, I'd love to see him out the division. But I would love to see him. And how they keep talking about how that's they going to jump up to like one of the top teams in the AFC and going into that division with that kid and see it and see how like how easy life is going to be. The grass ain't always greener, man. He dominates our division. He dominates it. That's true. Like, like. And it's an excuse for him every year at the end of the day. Maybe it's the fact that he playing in a sorry-ass division that, <laughs> that, that everyone is, is, is expecting all these great things from. So maybe he needs to go to a better division. And let's see what he do for real. I well, want him to stay here so we can kick his ass with our future <laughs> superstar quarterback. That's what and, that I might, and that might be why he runs. I think the reason I feel, you know, I have a a special place in my heart for Brett Favre. And I think the reason I have that is because, you know, after everything that he did with uh, against the bears and I mean, he crushed, he was a a number one bear killer. Mm -hmm. 
We took him out. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we took him out in Minnesota. How's that shoulder feel? I never, ah, I never forget that. That was such a great feeling. I'm sorry. Is it Corey Wooten? That's his name. Corey Wooten. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's if I right. see him, hey, drinks on me, Corey. All, all day. Good old number ninety-nine. <laughs> hey, fellas, I think that's it, man. Um, thank you for listening to the Easy Smoking the GM podcast. Uh, we. Really, really take your uh, take your listens to heart, man. Really appreciate it. Um, you can find us. Let's see, let's see. Let me make sure I get it right. Apple, <laughs> Stitcher, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find all your favorite podcasts, you'll you'll find us. You can also check us out at hp53productions.com. There's a link to the podcast as well as the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Griggs, the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. And uh, you'll also find some merchandise. Go get your Easy Smoking the GM mugs, sweatshirts, T-shirts, hats. I don't know, whatever else they have up there, man. But some good stuff, good quality stuff. I got a shipment on the way, fellas. So, nice, uh, nice. so I'll show it off um, as soon as I get it. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. Hey, Glenn, yes, sir. please take us out. Hey, it's like we always say, we ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're wrong. So, so next week. Mm.